What is up, squad? Welcome back to the Love Your Body podcast. It's your host, Aver here, and on today's episode, the goal is to help you take your first step in healing your relationship with food. Whether you struggle with binge eating, emotional eating, stress eating, or maybe you don't feel like you do struggle with some of those things, but you just want a better relationship with food in general, I am going to help walk you through that process. At the very end of the episode, I'm going to walk you through a step-by-step exercise that's going to allow you to see food in a different light, allow you to initiate that better relationship with food, and hopefully develop a new appreciation for your food as well. Before we get to the exercise though, I do want to talk about how our relationship with food is influenced from very early on all the way through our adult years, talk about that journey, talk about what that might look like for some people and how we can actually hopefully start making some changes towards this for ourselves but also generations to come. It's a very, very important topic. From a very young age, we're taught about food, right? Whether that be through our culture, our family, religion, whatever it is, we kind of have this idea of food. But I want to talk about when we get into school, what that looks like, right? We all took health class and we all are familiar with my plate, which is the government's idea of teaching children and the population of America of how to have a healthy, balanced lifestyle. So we've got this my plate with our fruits, our veggies, our protein, dairy, all that fun stuff. And then that's about the extent of knowledge and information we get on food, honestly. After that, it's... I mean, what can you tell me that you learned in health class other than my plate and a watered down version of what to expect when you get your first period, right? (laughs) Like, probably not much else. And so from a very young age, we're taught little to nothing about nutrition other than my plate, how to have some sort of good balanced meal, and I say that term very loosely, And we go from there. And then what we're left to learn about nutrition is done in our home. And as we know, and you might know from experience, is that our parents don't always have a healthy relationship with food and probably don't have that knowledge themselves because they also weren't taught much in school either. And again, you can see how we just aren't given enough information about nutrition to actually do anything with it and actually make educated and empowered choices. Now, I want to walk you through my own experience in personal relationship with food, how that's developed over the years. So like I said, at a young age, we're not taught much about food and the rest we learn from home, right? And so the knowledge I did have about food was from my mother, mostly, and she did teach me a lot, honestly. She taught me about organic food. You know, we always had organic food in the house, which at the time I was so embarrassed about. Um, I also was in cheer, and so sometimes we would do like little goodie bags where we each brought in a snack or something, and she would give me like organic gummy bears to bring in and I was like oh mom this is so embarrassing like everyone's gonna like ask me about it and blah 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 which is so funny I'm so glad that she taught me that at a young age um but I wasn't accept very accepting of it then (laughs) but you know so there was a talk about health and what to eat in our house and you know I would say like my parents had a fairly good relationship with food and, and taught us the same however I was also influenced by my peers and by social media. And so growing up, I've always been a fairly thin person. Honestly, the doctor used to tell me I needed to gain more weight. And so she would talk to me, she talked to my mom how we could do that. But then whenever I got into high school and I actually started going through puberty, as you know, as a woman, our bodies change and for a good reason, right? We need a little bit more fat for estrogen to move through all these things. We need a good healthy level of fat around our reproductive organs. All that's very normal, very good and very beneficial. 
However, that doesn't make it always easy and accepting, right? Like, especially as a teenager and a young woman going through these changes, we're not always very accepting of it. And it's just interesting to notice these changes. And so at the time, right, like, again, I'm still a fairly thin person. I'm probably the only person that's noticing or feeling this way. But I feel like, oh, wow, like my stomach when I bend over, you know, like it's kind of gathering in this place or it's like hanging over a little bit or um, it feels a little less firm than I want it to. And again, I was in cheer at this time. So I thought I had to have like an eight pack. That was my goal. I wanted to have like an eight pack and I didn't. And so I felt because I wasn't firm and thin and didn't have abs that I must like I need to slim down right that was my idea and looking back on this I scoff at myself and I know if I would have told anyone that at the time they would have scoffed at me because like I said I've always been a fairly thin person Um, but these changes I just felt were out of the ordinary and I wanted to have an APAC and I wanted to you know have these honestly unrealistic standards of what I wanted my body to look like and so I, again, with the knowledge I had for my mom, you know, obviously I wanted to be healthy. That was my priority. But I thought that now with this knowledge, uh, it was going to make me skinny. (laughs) And so I would only bring salads to school, only really eat fruits and veggies. I wish I knew about protein at the time and the benefits from that because I would have eaten more if I knew how great it was. Um, But I didn't bring any protein with me to my lunches. I packed my lunches, um, you know, and I thought I was being healthy. And essentially, you know, for a teenager to eat her fruits and veggies, that's a a win. I know it's a win. Um, But, you know, I was kind of doing it for the wrong reasons. Some partly, not completely, but partly because I wanted to slim down, right? And I remember when I was, I think, a junior or senior, I downloaded the app Lose It because I, like I said, I wanted to slim down. And so I put a goal to lose a pound a week again, already an underweight girl. Um, and that's what I did. I would track my food. It would told me how much I needed to eat. And I, I only did that for a short period of time, thankfully, because I started to get like these extreme cravings. And I was like, I'm so hungry all the time. I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah, no shit. But <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of where my mindset was. And then eventually it got to the point too, where I was just so frustrated. I'm like, why am I not thin enough? Why don't I have an eight pack? So I Googled how to slim your tummy. And what do you think's popping up? Freaking diet pills. And guess who, do, who, who orders them? Me. I order them. At 17 years old, I order these diet pills. And thank goodness my parents found them on the porch before I got to them and threw them away from me because what was I thinking, right? But I also give myself some grace, right? I didn't know. I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't understand. Um, but this is kind of how my relationship with food started. I had good knowledge of food. I kind of understood what it meant to eat healthy, right? Again, a very basic understanding. But I felt already like my body image was getting in the way and I wanted to be thinner. I wanted to look a certain way and all all that fun stuff. And so that's kind of how I left high school. Eventually, I left that in the past, moved on a little bit. But when I got to college, I didn't give a shit. I ate anything and everything. And I didn't go overboard But, you know, being in the food court, being able to eat anything, you know, having snacks in your dorm room, you know, I definitely indulged, not in a bad way, but what actually happened to me is because I wasn't eating anything with nutritional value, it was moving right through me and I lost a lot of weight. Now, I know not everyone reacts this way. I know, like, you hear about the freshman 15, you know, a lot of people end up gaining weight when they go to college, but even though I was eating like shit and eating so much food all the time, it was crap. For some reason, the reaction I had because I had little to no nutritional value at all. I was just eating empty calories all the time. It was running right through me. I wasn't 
active, I wasn't exercising, and I was the thinnest I've ever been in my life, which I know sounds so contradictory. It's hard to explain, but that's just how my body reacted, and that's what happened. And at that point, I felt even worse than I did in high school. I felt terrible about myself. I was so embarrassed. I didn't want anybody to look at me. I felt so self-conscious. Like, it was insane. And from there, I was like, okay, I got to do something about this because I do not feel good. So I started exercising a little bit. Um, I started actually learning about food and I stumbled upon macros, right? I started learning about what protein can do for you, what carbs can do for you, what healthy fats can do for you, how they all correlate together, how you actually need to eat um, good food, right? You need to eat more clean, right? That was the idea that I had learned at that point. And so I focused on my protein intake and I focused on macro tracking and it was going really well for me. I was seeing really good changes, but then I started getting so bloated, so bloated. My energy sucked. I was drinking pre-workout every single day to go on a run, by the way. Oh, drinking pre-workout before you go run a mile. What was I thinking? I don't know. Anyway, sidebar. And I was just not feeling my best. I was like, but I'm eating clean, right? Like I'm tracking my macros, doing all the right things. Um, but I was super bloated and I didn't feel good. And then I started learning about what's actually in our food and the ingredients in our food and how you probably shouldn't really be eating seed oils because it's a major contributor to poor gut health, inflammation, heart disease. And it's just like literally wrecking your body, right? Then I learned about artificial sweeteners and artificial flavors and how all these thing, things might disrupt your gut and affect your hormones. And so I learned more and my knowledge built, built, built. And I'm just like, why aren't we teaching the general population this at an earlier age or at least in adult years, right? Like in college, why aren't we teaching this? Why do I still only know about my plate? Like what's going on, right? And so that's kind of you know, a, a general overview of how things have changed for me. Now I have a great relationship with food. Love what I eat. Eat very, you know, I believe is healthy. I also enjoy my sweet treats and like I've got a very good balanced relationship with food. I feel good in my own skin, you know, yada, yada, yada. Still learning, still growing, but I just want to kind of like wrap that up to where I'm at today. But as you can see, we have an effect or we have a relationship with food our entire life and it always fluctuates. It's always changing. And I know so many women that haven't broken that cycle. I know a lot of women my age that are still struggling with their relationship with food. I know a lot of women that are older than me in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s that have a poor relationship with food. Um, a lot of my clients struggle with emotional eating or stress eating or sometimes binge eating, you know, often due to trying to restrict, trying to diet, and that kind of falls off. So, there are so many different levels in the way that this can take and I'd like to argue that sometimes the older we get or we start seeing changes, especially like post-pregnancy, we've had some kids, we want to start dieting. The only information out there right now that's like so readily available are these fad diets and that leads to women dieting, losing weight, not knowing where to go from here, gaining the weight back. They know this diet worked for them, they're going to try it again, they might see some results and then they gain the weight back. And we, we do this cycle called yo-yo dieting, where we diet, we lose some weight, we gain it back. And then eventually our body stops responding. And now you're stuck and you're wondering why you can't lose the 20 pounds that were so easy for you to lose 10 years ago and you feel so stuck. But it's just because over time we've dieted, we've listened to the wrong advice, which is very unfortunate. And I hate to say that out loud, but it's just true. We've listened to the wrong advice. We've done not the best things. And, you know, I might be a little extreme with my words right now. And I'm not trying to be insensitive, um, but it's not your fault, right? It's the information on the internet <laughs> that frustrates me. It's not what you decided to do with it. It's the information out there. Like, I don't blame you for getting stuck. I don't blame you for being where you are because where, how else could you 
have made it, right? How else could you have made it with the information out there? And that's honestly why I started coaching, why I started sharing things on social media was hopefully make a difference because I'm tired of seeing this shitty information out there and women being affected by it for years and years and years. It's really annoying to me. Anyway, digressing per usual. So you can see how our relationship with food can change, can fluctuate, and a lot of times affect us for years and years and years to come. And we're told some of this advice and some of the advice we're told is just harmful. It's harmful to women everywhere at any age. And we've got to figure out a way to fix this and heal this. And so as you know, by my own story and by the story of yourself and the story of those around you, we already don't get enough information in our school system. And so the rest of the learning is gonna happen from influence and a major influence is in your own home because that's where you're eating the majority of your meals. So if we can heal our own relationship with food, this is going to be so great for our children. It's gonna be so great for ourselves, but so great for our children. If you already have children, make some shifts. If you don't have children yet, your, your future children are gonna thank you, it's gonna be great. So if we can learn, if we can educate, if we can empower ourselves around food, understand what's in our food, how to make the best choices, how food actually works in our body, body, we're going to save ourselves so much pain and also our children so much pain because we already know they're not getting enough information out of school, right? And so I highly encourage you just to dig a little bit deeper and I've got plenty of resources on food. If you want to learn more, just DM me. I'm not even going to give you a keyword. Just ask me questions. I'm here. Like I want to help as much as I can. I'll send you whatever resources I have at no cost just because I, I want to help in general. If you want some information on how food works in our body, maybe how to eat a little bit cleaner, learn a little bit more ingredients. I've got some podcast episodes over this. You can kind of scroll through that, but I also have some like guides, eBooks and resources I can send you to. So feel free to DM me, ask me anytime. Like I I will share anything with you. I just, I want to help in any way that I can. Um, but this kind of wraps up to my point of the mindful eating exercise and where we we can go from here. So if you've been struggling with your relationship with food, you want to make a difference or you just want to, um, see food in a different way, which I encourage everyone to try this exercise. It's really great. I actually learned this. Actually, I did learn this in college for in a psychology class. So I will give credit to that. Um, but it's a, it's a great exercise for you to take with you to start trying and to implement because it's going to allow you to see food in a different way and start working on your relationship with food. My first, I guess, goal for you, if you're struggling with binging, if you're struggling with restriction, is to probably work with somebody and start getting those balanced meals because you're lacking in some nutrients, which is likely, you know, resulting in a binge, especially if you feel like you're restricting. Maybe work with someone to help you and guide you one-on-one. It's going to be very, very helpful making sure you're getting in those key nutrients. But this exercise can be a good step forward in helping you develop that good mindset and relationship with food. So the exercise is fairly simple. And usually what I recommend my clients do is do this with a small piece of food first. So grab a small piece of food like a mandarin slice, a nut, chocolate chip, any food that you like. No deprivation here. This should be an enjoyable experience for you. So nothing that you're not going to (laughs) enjoy. Something you actually like eating. And at this point, we're going to kind of start exploring this piece of food with our four senses. So I'm going to walk you through these steps. Spend as long as you'd like on each step. There's no rush. It's all up to you on how much time you like to spend on each step. And as we go through this, just notice how you don't really need to have any thoughts about the food. You don't need to have any opinions about the food. You're only being present with the food's characteristics. You don't have to have any opinions, thoughts. You're literally just experiencing with your senses. So this first step here is you've got the food. Let's 
explore it with our sight. Look at the food, start describing it. What is its texture? What color is it? What is the shape like? You're literally just looking at the food and you're describing what you see. That's it. Once you're finished there, you'll move on and you'll feel the food with your sense of touch. Is it soft? Is it squishy? Is it dry? Is it rough? How does it feel when you touch that food? Spend as much time as you need at this step. Next, you're going to smell the food. So bring it up to your nose. What does it smell like? Is it sweet? Is it spicy? What does that food smell like? Now you've looked at the food, you've touched the food, you've smelled the food. For our fourth sense here, we're going to taste the food. So before you chew, just put the food in your mouth and you're just going to kind of hold it there. What does it feel like before you chew? What does it kind of taste like initially? Now we're going to slowly begin chewing here and notice the sensory experience. Does it burst in your mouth? You know, is it a little bit harder? Is it crunchy? Is it soft? As you keep chewing, notice those flavor changes. Notice the sense of swallowing. How does it feel on your tongue? How does it feel as you swallow, right? And you're just going to kind of explore each of these steps for as long as you need with just a piece of food. Once you've done this, take some time to recognize and think about how you feel after that experience. Do you feel calmer? Was the food more enjoyable? Do you see that food in a different way now that you've done that? And imagine the experience you've had with this food. Imagine if you've had this experience with every food that you enjoyed. Do you think you'd see that food differently, right? And I just really encourage you to reflect after this exercise and your thoughts on how you feel, how that experience was. And then once we've done this with a piece of food, I usually recommend that my clients do this at your next meal, at their next meal. So it doesn't have to be as long. You don't have to like sit there and sniff things out as long. Um, you don't have to do this with every single bite, but begin with those steps, you know, start looking at the food, describing the food, describing the meal, feel the food if you need to. Sometimes we're like eating a meal, we don't need to be touching up on our food. Um, but maybe you notice the smell of the food. Maybe you, maybe you skip the feeling with your hands. You know, that's totally fine. And then when we taste the food, eat mindfully, slowly eat. How does it feel in your mouth? How does it taste? And kind of just repeat that a little bit. You don't have to eat extremely slow, but eat slower than usual. Focus on that sensory experience and be really, really mindful. And as you go throughout your week, you'll start to be a little bit more mindful every time you eat. And your relationship with food is going to begin to change. You're going to start to appreciate the food around you a little bit more. You're going to savor it. You're going to enjoy it. And slower eating is going to be helpful for your digestive system too. So it's got many benefits. I love this exercise. When I first did it in my psychology class in college, I was blown away. I did it with a mandarin slice and I was like, wow, I'll never see oranges the same again. Like this was the best experience I've ever had. And so I really encourage you to take some time to do it. It's amazing. It's great. If you want the PDF version of this, it's like all spelled out. That's what I just read from. Um, you can DM me mindful and I'll send it your way. Just if you, if you're a visual person like me, um, and yeah, I'll send you that guide cause it's pretty simple, but I hope you found this episode helpful. I know I gave some of my personal insight and I kind of talked a little bit about how relationship with food changes. And I just really hope that this episode in general inspires you to take action, take empowered action, educate yourself, not only for you, but for those around you, for your future children, for your family. You know, even if you don't plan to have children, at least your siblings, your aunts, uncles, maybe your own mother, right? Like those around you to hopefully help inspire them and start making changes because 
our school system unfortunately isn't doing enough it's up to us especially as women which are often um, the leaders in the family when it comes to making meals when it comes to the relationship with food and what the family eats i really really encourage you to take action on that spend a little bit more time educating yourself and like i said i'm always here if you have any questions you don't know where to start like that's what i'm here for i want to help in any way that i can i really appreciate you and as always i appreciate your support if you found this episode helpful it would mean the absolute world to me if you shared this with someone else that you think would benefit from this episode just as much as you did thank you again for listening i appreciate you so much i hope you go and crush this week i hope you go and crush that mindful eating exercise it's amazing it's gonna be great i cannot wait to chat with you next week my girl have a wonderful week and we'll talk next monday Thank you.